great horror heads. Holy shit. Cannon! <laughs> I actually got an L. Wow. <laughs> I looked at him like, what the fuck? <laughs> What's wrong? <laughs> Did you bump your head? I, 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 I Is just, you okay? I decided to let her have it for a second. Oh boy. Alright guys, tonight I am kicking it off with another Cold Case Carousel. This is Cold Case Carousel Volume 2. Um, I will be discussing two more cold cases. Um, one is a missing persons, presumed murdered. The second is an actual murder, and they are both very local to us. Of course. Um, I do it because I want resolution. Yeah. yeah. You know, and they're old, so maybe somebody won't be afraid to come forward and say, I fucking think I got bit by a spider. My knee has been itching for like two weeks. My bad, sorry. And it's too little, I thought it was poison ivy at first. Mm. Remember when I asked? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's still fucking itching. Anywho, sorry, uh, as I sit here scratching my knee. So, so, yeah, hopefully us talking about these kinds of, uh, co these cold cases will encourage someone to bring any information that they may have into the light. If you listen to one of our previous episodes, which was about Brittany Drexel, right? Brittany Drexel. Took 13 years for that but guy he, to, you know, admit to his wrongdoing. But he did. He, he, the one good thing he did in his life, I, good for him. Yeah, but, but he still did it of his own volition. He but got, still fuck that guy. That motherfucker got caught. Fucking pedophile. Anyway, sorry. To the cold case carousel. Yes. So the first one we are going to talk about tonight is Lola Carney. At like C A R N E Y Carney. Yes. Okay. Not like our friends. No. Yeah. All right. So according to the Gloucester County, New Jersey unsolved cases, Lola went missing from her home in East Greenwich, New Jersey. Oh. Which is very pro close proximity to us, of course. Oh yeah, very close. Um, on or about September twelfth, nineteen eighty-two, mm. she was forty at the time of her disappearance and the mother of three children. Mm. Now, <clears throat> I also found a very interesting site called thecharlieproject.org. Okay. And there was more information on there about her. So here it goes. Hopefully someone knows something that can help find her and close this case. Like Mark said, don't be afraid, people. She has children that love and miss her. So here are the particulars. Missing since September 12, 1982. Missing from Clarksboro, New Jersey. Classification is endangered missing. Sex female. Race white. Date of birth 6-7-1942. Mm. She would be 79 now if she were yeah. alive. Um, age of her disappearance was 40 years old. Height and weight was 5'4", 135 pounds, so average. Mm -hmm. Associated vehicles, her sister's red 1973 Chevy Nova hatchback with a New Jersey license plate number 752R as in red, Z as in zebra, D as in dog, and a vehicle identification number of... I am not even going into that. I was going to say, should we even be giving out the license plate number? Well, nothing has been tagged to that license plate number since she disappeared. Fair. Uh, distinguishing characteristics. She's a Caucasian female, brown hair, brown eyes, and Lola wears dentures. Mm. Damn, at 40, that's rough. 
So, yeah. Well, she could have had health issues. Yeah. Lola was last seen at her home on the 200 block of Whiskey Mill Road in Clarksboro, East Greenwich Township. So, literally a hop, skip, and a... I know exactly where that is. Very small jump away from us. And here comes my critical and cynical mind. Her husband, George, who was her fourth husband and the father of her youngest child, tells her kids that she left in the middle of the night taking $17,000 Jesus, and a handgun with her and also saying she won't be back. That's like... Oh, that's like, an, oh, that's like what happened with O.J. Simpson. Very slow speed chase, has a handgun, a fake mustache, thousands of dollars in cash. Well, first of all, who the fuck tells children that? Yeah. I, I, I couldn't find the age of her children at the time of her disappearance and... That's fine. Yeah. You know, a lot of times I research that shit just from my own knowledge. Yeah. And I don't put it out there because I don't think it needs to be out there. Mm-hmm. But even still, you don't fucking tell kids shit that. No. This seems very, very suspect to me. Especially the won't be back part. Yeah, like, obviously he knows something that he's not telling everyone. She won't everyone. be back. She won't be back. So, she left in her sister's car, as I previously stated. Okay. Both her and the car have never been seen again. Mm. Um, Lola left her car, which is, from what I read, an almost brand new Lincoln. So, like, why not take your car? Especially since it's, like, almost brand new. Yeah. Less car troubles. Like, if you have a newer car and you want to go on the run, don't you think you would take the newer car? Unless they've... Unless whatever happened to her... Whoever else was involved, they figure that a newer Lincoln would be easier to To spot. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, that's something I had not thought of. Did uh, my the... thinking is, if I want to go, abandon my life. If I'm gonna dis, if I'm gonna dip out on my family, I'm gonna do it in style. Fucking a. <laughs> did the did either like did any part of what you looked up mention if the. Chevy Nova had. It's never been seen again. No, like at, before, like. Before it disappeared, did it have any, like, noticeable, like, uh, markings on it? Like any... They didn't say. Okay. There's not a lot of, you know... Excess detail about the car itself. I gotta tell you, this Sangria is pretty fucking good. <clears throat> anyway, let's get back to old Georgie Porgy. He didn't even have the good sense to report her missing. Mm. Her sister did it January 3rd, 1983, a full eight months... Later, yeah. ...after she went missing. Now, it was no secret that Lola and Georgie Porgy fought a lot, and even Lola told her sister she was contemplating leaving him and getting a divorce. Yeah. So, one big thing here is, as with most mothers, she wouldn't have left her kids. Yeah, she would have taken... If she was planning on leaving and getting divorced, those kids would have been going with her. Right. And she disappeared the night before they were due to start their new school year. So, you know, that that's a big deal mm-hmm. for kids and parents. Kids are excited. Parents are excited. Now Georgie Porgy, he wants to start rumors saying she was having an affair. Mm. Classic deflection, Georgie yep. Porgy. I think he did it, you know, and is trying to throw the blame off of, off of himself. It's a, it's a classic technique. Yeah. These uh, people who do this seem to be a few uh, nuggets short of a uh, kid's Happy Meal. Mm-hmm. Anywho, he says she had been having an affair since September of 1982, so... For a year, mm-hmm. she was having an affair, and she'd left uh, George. She had left Georgie Porgy before, after fighting, 
but always took the kids. Yeah. And always came back shortly after. Something else. She left her dentures behind. Mm. Classic Georgie Porgy says she had new ones made not too long before she went missing, mm. but there's no supporting evidence of that. Yeah, because that would have been like a medical record. And thing. you could have found that quite easily yeah. by going to her dentist. Yeah. So there's another strike there, Georgie Porgy. Mm-hmm. He later divorced her on the grounds of desertion of marriage. She was legally declared dead in 1990, and foul play is suspected. I mean, you think? Yeah. There's a couple of clues there. Yeah. Now, they dig up some concrete near her house in 2004, but nothing was found. So I'm thinking somebody might have had a tip that they shared. Yeah. Because um, they don't just go digging up concrete for yeah. no good reason. There have also not been any updates on her social security number, mm. meaning she hasn't gotten a job, she hasn't applied for any assistance. Yeah. Um, she, she gone, gone. She, she gone, gone. And th- she hasn't um, renewed her driver's license at all. Oof. Hell so, of a fee she's going to have to pay. There's quite a few things rotten in Denmark here, and mm-hmm. I'm going to break them down. Mm-hmm. So, number one... Mm-hmm. You're fought all the time. Yeah. Number two, uh, this is the Georgie Porgy here. No, I know. Number two, you tell the kids, one of which is your child. That she's not coming back. That she was, that not only wouldn't come back, but they all, that. But that. She also took $17,000, which that's a lot of money right now. That was a lot of money back in the 80s. That was a lot of money back then. And that she also took a handgun. Mm. Guess what? That don't seem kosher. No. Number three. You didn't find the need to file <clears throat> a missing persons report at all. Mm-hmm. Her sister had to do it. Number four. You then accuse her of having a year-long affair as a way to deflect attention from yourself. Number five. You say she didn't take her dentures because she got new ones before she suddenly vanished like a fart in the wind. Mm-hmm. Yet there's nothing to support that. And that is something that can be easily tracked. Yes. Quick aside, $17,000 in 1982 is roughly equivalent to $50,000 nowadays. That's a shit pot full of fucking money. That's, so, a, nice, that's a nice down payment on something. <laughs> Yeah, a house. A nice, a solid car. Say what you want and think what you want, but old Georgie Porgy did and said some shit to act like he's a very guilty man. Mm Mm-hmm. This is just my personal opinion, and of course, that doesn't mean much. But I said what I said. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what I said. And that's all we know about this as of right now? Right. So if you have any information regarding the disappearance of Lola Carney... C-A-R-N-E-Y. Please contact the East Greenwich Police Department, Detective Brad Thompson, and the phone number is 856-423-4322 and 856-384-5500. Round two for the cold case carousel. Up next on the cold case carousel, another one that is very close. Mm. The... Murder of Master Gunnery Sergeant James Sutton. I know Sutton's. Master Gunnery Sergeant James Sutton was shot 14 times in his home 
in the high hill development of Logan Township. Mm. Right next to my job. Mm. On November 14th, 1992. He was a Marine and serving as the operations chief, chief of recruiting on the Philadelphia Naval Base. I was born there. <laughs> at the time of his death. His territory of recruitment was Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, Maryland, Virginia, West Virginia, Kentucky, Ohio, and Michigan. That's a big area. He recruited all the way that far down just for the Philly Naval Base? Yep. God damn. Yep. Good for you, man. So he was 41 years old and living with his, his wife, Vivian, who was 32, and their daughter, whose name I will not say, because she was... I believe nine at the time. Mm. Why do I think seven? I wrote nine, so it must be nine. <laughs> anyway, like I said, I'm not saying her name. I know what it is, but she was a child, and this has been traumatizing enough for her, so... Mm-hmm. Um, they lived in a split-level style home. Now, I know this development. Yeah. I had friends that lived there growing up, been to a few houses there, and back then, as in now, there are very nice homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, my true crimey brain kicks in, so here we go. On Friday, November 13th, Friday the 13th, mm. 1992, Vivian came home from work. She worked at a late night check cashing place over in the city. Now, for people who hear this, let me explain what the city is. Mm -hmm. For those of us in Jersey, the city is Philadelphia. We never call it by its government name. We call it either the city or Philly, but mm -hmm. it's usually the city. Anywho, she gets home about 11.30. It's said that she woke up her daughter, who... Now, see, I have seven here. <laughs> between seven and nine. She was between seven and nine. That's probably why you were like, was it seven? Yeah, nine? because I reread this after I typed it out. Anyway, she gets home at 11.30, wakes up her daughter, who was between seven and nine at the time. Um, They go back to the city to get Chinese takeout. Already, there's red flags there for me. Yeah, at 11... Well, okay, so, in the mother's defense, you have done something similar, but not exactly the same. There was a time when we lived in our old house, back when I was, like, six. Between six and something... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> when I was about six, and uh, we still had Tasha and all that, and we lived with... The name who shall not be named. Yes. One of them. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember one night, you came home, it was real late at night, you woke me up, and we just sat in the kitchen and ate chicken nuggets. <laughs> but I didn't take you anywhere. You didn't take me anywhere, that's why I said you did something similar, but not the same. So, I, I, from a child perspective, understand what's going on. <laughs> right, but I mean... You don't wake up a six, seven, nine-year-old to take them into the city. Well, here's the thing. Okay, one, why drive all the way home just to drive back to get food when you were already in the city and could have gotten it before you came home? Yeah. Number two, why come all the way back home? We Wake up your, I'm just going to say seven because that's what I have again. Wake up your seven-year-old daughter and then go back to the city, get food, and then come back home. Yeah. First of all, the city ain't that far, but bridge tolls. Mm-hmm. And you're waking up a seven-year-old. Yeah. So, now, one, in law, one law enforcement source said that she, as in Vivian, got in the car with their daughter and then went back in the house because she 
air testicles forgot her purse. Mm. Can you see what I see? Yeah, kind of. Again, people, these are my thoughts and my opinions and mine alone. So after, I guess, air testicles forgetting her purse, if that's what she did, they left to go back to the city to get Chinese takeout. Takeout. Like, they're yeah. not even eating it yeah, there. Yeah, they're going there, getting food, coming back. So they returned back about 12.50. Now, she left. At 11.30, right? And it's 12.50 now. So about an hour and 20 minutes later. It don't take that fucking long. No, it takes... 20 minutes. 20 minutes to get into the city. Maybe 15 to get the food. And then 20 minutes back. At most, an hour. At most. So, I mean... Chinatown is probably where you would go to get Chinese food that late at night. Yeah. And where else would you get it from? Yeah. If you're going to the city to get Chinese, you're going to Chinatown. Mm hmm I know where it is. It's 20 minutes away. Yeah. And you're not waiting all that long for Chinese yeah. food from there. Well, at most 15 minutes if it's busy. If it's if it's dead, it takes 10 minutes. So now we're talking over an hour to get, go get the food, get, get the, the food, food come drive back. back. I think I thinks not. I th me thinks not. At, there is at least a twenty-ish minute discrepancy in there. Anyway, they get back with the food, and Vivian tells the police that she found her husband dead on the couch on the lower level of their home, in the family room. According to the prosecutor, at that time there were nine millimeter shell casings from the door mm. to the couch where he was. And remember, he was shot. 14 times. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many shell casings they found, but he was shot 14 times. Yeah. That's overkill. No pun intended. I did not mean that at all, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, so was Caesar stabbing, but that didn't stop them. So that means the person who murdered him kept continuing to shoot as they walked to him. Yeah. Police blam, said the door... Blam, blam, right. blam, blam. Are you done? Right. Bam, blam. No. And I'm sorry, but that... You don't shoot somebody 14 times unless you got some sort of anger. Yeah. So, the police said the door had been slightly opened, there was no forced entry, and nothing was stolen. So. Hold up. After a career in the Marines, I'm sure this man wouldn't just leave his door open like that. Even in the 90s, like, that's... To me, that means most likely he knew... The person mm -hmm. that killed him. Maybe a person that lived in the house. Maybe a person who lived in the house outside her help. Mm-hmm. I digress. Like, the what, like, Vivian could have staged it, went into the city to have plausible deniability. Scrubbed herself down. Yeah. You know, the police didn't know if he was sleeping on the couch or if that's just where he landed. Yeah. After 14 fucking bullets Like, he could have, it could have been a whole, like... Knocked on the, someone knocked on the door, he went, opened it, got shot 14 times, fell over onto the couch. Even still, most doors have windows or peepholes. Yeah. You're not just going to open the door. You're going to look through the peephole or look. Yeah. You're going to open it if it's somebody you know. Exactly. Or if you're expecting a food delivery. But he's not expecting a food delivery because his wife is went over... to the city yeah. to get Chinese. <laughs> so... The gun was never found, and before you ask, yes, they did do a gunshot residue test on Vivian. Funny, though, the results were never released. Mm. So the night he was murdered was the same night of the Riddick Bowe-Evander Holyfield fight, which I remember. Mm. Um, I watched it. Mm. When police asked, police 
asked neighbors. They said they heard nothing because everybody's watching the fight. Yeah. It was a huge deal. Yeah. And I'm sure if they were like me, they had that fucking TV cranked up. So you could hear all the... Yes. Yes. Absolutely. But... They heard nothing. I th- I would think someone would hear one gunshot, gunshot let, let alone, alone 14. 14. I mean, we have the gun range right over here, and I can hear that sometimes over the TV. Oh, yeah. Like, I, it, it's, I, like, I'll hear it going off. I'm like, who's shooting off fireworks? Oh, right, gun range. Right. <laughs> but, like, you know, surround sound, it happens. Like, we have the crazy fuckers that live back there. And Thought I was murdering someone. Called the cops on you, because you were, wa- what were you watching? I was watching Saul. With Saul. Sa- I was watching, so, fun little side story. I was watching Saul with the sur- with our surround sound speakers on. This was, what, ten years ago? Something like that. And I guess I had it a little too loud, because... And war- uh, Big Daddy and I were at, what, Sam's Club or something? Yeah, you guys were out doing something. Shopping, date, I don't know. I think we were shopping. And... Our, one of our Big Daddy's cousin was the cop one. Yeah, movie. and our one neighbor thought someone was being murdered in our house. They had, and the the PlayStation's like what two, three blocks away from us. Yeah, they didn't call the cops. They walked to the police station and filed a like a complaint. <laughs> they get to the house and they're like, "Everything good up here?" I'm like, "Yeah, what's going on?" And they're like, yeah, we had like a noise complaint, blah, 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 and all that. I'm like, I'm watching a horror movie. <laughs> is, is, is is the volume too loud? Is that what's going on? We, I'll turn it down. We literally got home as the cops were walking down our steps. And it just so happens that my husband's cousin was one of the cops that had came here that day. And I was like panic mode because you see the cops leaving your house and I'm like oh my god what the fuck happened and Mark's like mom I was just watching Saul and I was like oh my god so what did me being the smart ass that I am do when uh, we brought everything in the house fucking put Saul back on and turn it up even louder Uh anyway back to the story so he was a decorated Vietnam vet as of November 11th uh, November 2011, pardon me, NCIS, along with the detectives, have reopened this cold case uh-huh. and are hoping to get it to a resolution. Detective Joan... Joan, I'm going to butcher your name, honey, and I am so sorry. Krasinski of the prosecutor's office and NCIS special special agent Kalen... Oh, Lord. Duker? Are working the case. Uh, this see. man deserves justice, and if you know something, please reach out to Krasinski at 856-384-5609. Krasinski or, and Duker. Or email her at KK... Oh, fuck. Just call her. <laughs> just, just, just contact her. And tips can be emailed to the Major Crimes Unit at mcu at co.gloucester, G-L-O-U-C-S... G L O U C E S T E R dot N J dot U S. Please, people, these families need justice. They need, they need. Don't be afraid. Just don't be afraid. Enough time has gone by, and if you are afraid of somebody, chances are they fucking dead or in jail. Mm -hmm. So give these families some closure. You know, Mm -hmm. that's all I got to say. 
Alrighty, so, this one is actually a request from a fan of ours, Tino. Tino! Who asked me specifically to talk about this. <laughs> Another creepy ass doll! Oh, God. Good news is, I know about this one already. Okay. Do I know about this one? Yes, his name is Robert. Oh, Robert the doll! And he lives in East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida. Because Florida isn't already crazy enough. So, he was originally owned by one Robert Eugene Otto, or Eugene Robert Otto. I've seen it written both ways. I don't... <laughs> it's, it's one of those two. He was known as an eccentric artist who gained the soon-to-be-cursed sailor suit-clad doll. Uh, two episodes involving sailor suits. Weird. Moving on. Uh, reportedly from his grandfather who bought it during a trip to Germany back in 1904. There's obviously legends about the true facts legit story of how he really got the doll. Such as a Bahamian girl gave it to him as either a gift or a retaliation for wrongdoing and other wild tales. A lot like the mo like the bulk of them involve like their his family's maid what was like I'm going to get you guys by going after your son. Okay. That like, old chestnut. Like that's that's the that's like the bulk of it. The doll itself was left at Key West at the Key West Auto family home while Robert uh studied abroad uh studied art abroad in like New York and Paris. Okay. He at while well, he was, as soon as you said Robert the doll, I'm sorry. All I could think of was Jack and Ozzy's world detour, and they bought one, oh, yeah. and Ozzy swore every bad thing that happened was because Robert the doll was possessed, because they bought a, a lookalike. But anyway, mm. go ahead. So. Ozzy! <laughs> um, so while he studied art abroad, it was left at the, the family home in Key West. Uh, while he was out and about, he married his wife, Annette Parker, in Paris in 1930. Okey-doke. Afterward, they returned to the family home to live until Robert himself passed away in 1974, with Annette passing just two years later. Oh, she died of a broken heart. Oh, for sure. Now, the stories of Robert... I really don't know a whole lot about this, believe it or not. I know what it is. Oh, uh, did I... I so, I'm glad you're some, doing this. I go into some detail. I'm glad you're doing this. So, the stories of Robert, the doll, not the man, are scarier than you'd expect, considering it's a, it's a friggin' doll. But we humans also have wild imaginations and don't even fully understand our, how our own brains work. Uncanny Valley and all that jazz. Mm -hmm. That's that's an entirely different topic. I could go off on the whole, all the Uncanny, Uncanny Valley stuff. But I digress. Stories of Robert, the doll, not the man, are crazy in their own right. They've even spawned a series of mockbusters. Movies that are... So, I actually knew about these. A mockbuster is a movie made to piggyback off the fame of a more successful movie or franchise. In this case, Annabelle. The spin-off of The Conjuring movies. Well, that... Right, that I knew. So. I didn't I? realize it was called a mockbuster, though. Yes. There's, like, how there's a mockumentary. Right, right, right. So, it's similar concept. So, Mockbusters, sometimes good in a cheesy way, sometimes not so good in a not-so-cheesy way. I've actually seen the first Robert the Doll movie, and it sucked ass. <laughs> it was 100% poop on a disc. Because, <laughs> just like with The Conjuring and the Annabelle movies, they decided to take liberties with how the doll actually looked. Right, right. 
because Annabelle actually looked like it's a just rag- a ra- it's just a raggedy Ann doll. A raggedy Ann doll, yeah. And uh, I used to have one of those. Yeah, when Dad and Grandma were clearing out the basement, they found them. I'm like, you get the you get that thing out of here. Yep. So that's a that's a whole lot of nope. The real Annabelle, like we just said, it's a raggedy Ann. The movie version of Robert. Looks like a dollar store ripoff of Slappy the Dummy from Goosebumps that was raised in a wealthy family and thinks it has the privilege to say the N-word casually. Oh my. <laughs> and I'll send you some pictures because you'll see what I mean. Good lord. Anyway. Some legends say that Robert the Boy had misfortune after misfortune and would usually blame Robert the Doll. The Doll would also wind up in places it shouldn't because, you know, no skeleton or anything. Just fluff. Like, Robert... Screw it, we're calling the boy Gene from now on, because it's confusing me now. Okay. Gene! Well, didn't he go by Gene anyway? Yeah. Okay, that part I remember. Gene would put Robert on a chair, go to sleep, wake up, and Robert would be on the edge of his bed staring at him. This reminds me of that movie. Uh... Come on. The doll, it it, it moved... There was two of them. Come on, the you boy got in this. the wall, or the oh, um, are you thinking of the what was it? The boy, the boy, yeah, where like the first she half was of the movie, the babysitter, you th- yeah, where you where like the first half of the movie, you think it's a possessed doll, and then you find out it's like the guy, a guy moving. living in the fucking wall. Yes. yep, okay, so yeah, that so, had nothing to do with this, but it just reminds yeah. me of it. So put the doll on the chair, go to sleep, wake up. The doll is on the edge of the bed, staring at him. Nope! Some other stories go as such. Robert was said to trash rooms like a rock star after a sold-out show and three lines of coke! Oh! As in, he would trash the hell out of these rooms. Like, one of the stories is that uh, one of the nights that Gene had woken up, Robert was staring at the e- sitting at the edge of the bed staring at him, Gene would freak out, cry for help, and then right after that, you would hear the ruckus... That would occur. His mom would show up, see the room in disarray, and he would be like, it was Robert. Uh, it was right, Robert. Right, right. That kind of thing. Well, any parent would think, you're lying. Yeah. So, Gene's parents would also hear him talking to the doll and get responses back in a totally different voice. <laughs> Red rum! Red oh, rum! Yep, 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 yep. Like that whole situation. By the way, that's from The Shining. Very good movie. The... Uh, Stanley Kubrick one, not the the one that uh, Stephen King actually had a part in. Anyway, reportedly, you could also hear Robert running about upstairs and you can catch a glimpse of him. Like like one of those, like, oh man, you're blinking, you're missing, like little foot yeah. going past the wall the little, kind of deal. The fucking pitter-patter. Yeah. So, legends say that once Gene and his wife moved back, Annette was uncomfortable with having Robert around, so she told Gene to put it up in the attic. Robert didn't take that too well. Robert said, you fucking bitch. And the funny thing is, the movie that I watched actually brought this stuff up. So as I'm reading, like when I was reading this stuff for the research, I'm like, holy shit, they actually, I remember that. So while he was up in the attic, you would, if you, they, like, I'm getting confused now. (laughs) <laughs> like I'm tongue tied so while he, they had him like stored up in the attic like in the movie they had him in like a wooden chest that would be locked with like click padlock kerchunk 
twist it. Bop it, twist it, pull it. <laughs> anyway, wooden chest. Oh, one God, that was funny. Bop it, twist it, pull it. A locked wooden chest. You would still hear him running around and laughing, like, devilishly, like, <laughs> Yeah, that little fuck... That, dude, if you could have just... If you guys could have just seen Mark's face. <laughs> anyway. But those little footsteps, oof. Yeah. So, like... And it's funny, because, um... There have been there's been speculation if Robert the doll was one of the inspirations for Chucky, which no, shockingly, could well could Chucky, be yeah. But Chucky was uh, Chucky's entire character was based on serial killers. The main his his human name they gave him a full name and it's literally three names from three different serial killers. Yeah, but I digress. Um, like it's just like. It's what you would expect to hear from uh, spooky ghost stories involving dolls. Showing up places where it shouldn't be. Uh, hearing it talk. Seeing it... Hearing the fucking footsteps. Yeah. It's head moving on its own. Nope! Nope! No! Seeing its head move on its own. There have also been some stories where they say they have seen his facial expression Ooh. change. And if I saw that, that house is burning. I don't care what anyone says. Kill it with fire. Oh, yeah. So, it's the stereotypical stuff. By the end of the Robert movie that I watched, they had given Robert his own room. They don't fucking talk about it. They just give him his own room. They lock it. They never discuss it ever again. And you hear him laughing, but more wholesomely. As wholesome as you can be. Being a possessed doll. And so, he, he's supposed to be possessed by the... Yeah, we don't know. That's the thing. So, my original... Ow, shit. <laughs> I, like, cracked my toes, which also cracked something in my hand, and I got, like, a weird, like, internal shock. But anyway, so what I thought was the entire premise of his whole legend was that Robert, the doll, was possessed by the spirit of Robert, the human, after he had passed away. And maybe he had some unresolved things going on, and that's why he never but left. But he was doing this shit while he was alive. Yeah, and that's where the uh, the cursed voodoo doll stories come oh, from. Oh, I did hear that. So, yeah. Like, you the whole... You can't be fucking around with that so, voodoo shit. From what I've looked up... The... Voodoo, not hoodoo. Yeah. Head. The cursed doll as a gift uh, story has some basis in reality because uh, the Otto family actually did have um, a... Two, I don't want to say... Like, I don't know how to put it. It's not servants. It's not... It's like... Um, it, a nursemaid? Like, a butler and a maid, basically. Okay. And the butler and maid were married. They were a, they were a couple. And I forget... That I like the the different things I've read said they were from the Bahamas or of Bahamian descent, mm -hmm. and from what I've heard and read, um, either I think it was the Otto husband was having an affair with the maid, and then because of that something happened, and I guess they lost their jobs or something happened to the. The, the butler. And she cursed the doll. She cursed the doll, gave it to the child as punishment. I basically. remember that. Okay. So yeah. That is the basis. That, like that is that is essentially the uh the end of the trail in terms of like how much of that is real. It's right. like, yeah, they did have a butler and a maid. 
they were of foreign descent, and that's about where it ends. So, is Robert the Doll truly haunted? I'm of the camp that any paranormal... Excuse me. You good? I think so. I'm Allergies, the... man! This tree pollen is fucking killing me! I am of the camp that any paranormal entity is similar to that of any religious deity. The power of belief is what makes them real. So you believe in any gods? Prayer and belief in them gives them power and they help you. Think <clears throat> demons and spooky things that go bump in the night are real? Well, if you believe they are, then they are. Basically. Which is why demonologists are a thing, which is why we have exorcists, like, Excuse me. fully ordained by the Catholic Church, meeting the goddamn Pope, real exorcists. That's why we have the, the Ed and Lorraine Warren. Ed Warren was, Loved them. Ed Warren was an ordained demonologist. He was not a religious man himself, but because no, of this... No, he was an atheist. Yeah, because of what but he... she was... Because of what they did, he was officially recognized by the Catholic Church to perform exorcisms, which is a only, which is strictly a Catholic thing to do. Yeah, because Lorraine, not only being a psychic medium, was also religious. She was very religious, which is crazy because he was not religious at all. But mm -hmm. you know, opposites attract. Damn, I love God rest their souls. I yeah. don't believe in God, but. Goddess, rest their souls. So, fun fact about the Warren uh, couple. Uh, the first Conjuring movie outs anything past them being called to the house 100% made up. In real life, when the Warrens were called to the... What was it? The Perrin family? I think they were the Perrins. When they were called to the Perrin house, um, they couldn't help, and the Perrin father was like, you guys are quacks, get the hell out of here. Yep. So... At, like, at anything, at everything after them being called to the house, 100% fabricated. But also, fun fact about that movie, Lorraine Warren makes a cameo appearance. Like, the actual Lorraine Warren. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's during the second seminar that uh, the fictionalized Lorraine Warren played by uh, Vera Farmiga. Uh, you'll see an older, like a much older woman yeah. in the front <sighs> row. Curly white hair, what you would expect from an older woman. She always had her hair the same way. Yep, that is the real Lorraine Warren. But anyway, so, uh, where was I? Uh, I believe that whatever the hell is going on with Robert, it's powerful. You've got people going, you actually, there are people that specifically go to that museum just to see him. Mm -hmm. And there are rules to see him. Yep. You must introduce yourself, name, why you're there, where you're from. You have to introduce yourself you to him. You have to ask permission. You have to ask permission to take a photo, and you have to say your goodbyes and thank him before you leave. Yep. Because there are stories of people that have not followed all the rules and have been in, like, car accidents, they broken bones. They fucked around and found out. Car accidents, broken bones, divorces, job loss, you sorry, name it. There's way too many for it to be a coincidence. Like, all of this, like, everything under the sun that you can imagine that could go wrong has went wrong because, suppose, so, uh, supposedly because they didn't follow the rules of Robert. Now, Robert is a creepy-ass doll in real life. His movie counterpart is a hodgepodge of weak tropes. The stories are fun. The reality of what he has done, whether directly or not, is wild. Like I just said, like, everything, like, he is, like, the living epitome 
of the Murph, the, the uh, Murphy's Law. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's 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 weird because they fucked around and found out. But yeah, creepy. A little respect goes a long way, people. But yeah, creepy ass doll. I hate it. I hate it and I don't like it either. Thanks, Tino. You <sighs> little shit. So anyway. But I did want to do this one at some point. Yeah. So I'm glad Tino, you know... Um, no, I read the email and he's like, oh, I want Mark to redo this one himself. I was like, you ass. Well, because you don't normally do <laughs> it. I don't, I don't like dolls. <laughs> dolls are fucking crazy. By the way, um, for those of you listening, and I will let Tino know after we're done recording this, uh, Tino is my nephew. Um, he's also a big fan of the podcast. Big fan of the podcast. He's got other people listening to the podcast. And um, we miss you, Tino. We can't wait for you to come back up here because he's currently in Florida. Fucking crazy ass state. Um, but yes, yeah, so this was a request from Tino specifically to his cousin. Balls. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, thank you uh, for listening and tuning into Horror Cultural where we... Grow love for all things spooky and macabre, and I didn't fuck it up. Hey, Nailed it! Good job. You can follow us on social media at Horror Cultural, pretty much anywhere. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We have our own website. I didn't forget this time. Uh, it is horrorcultural.com. We have an actual singular .com, not .whatever.com, <laughs> just horrorcultural.com. We are still, it is still a work in progress. We are constantly trying to update it to our standards. Yeah, it's not quite where I want it to be, but it, it's working for right now. It, it is literally like a skeleton of what we want it to be. Functional, but not pretty. <laughs> I mean, you don't throw up when you look at it. No, but you kind of cringe. That's about it. <laughs> but, you know, it gets the job done. You look at it, you're like, it could be better. You just look at it like, Okay. But yeah, thank you guys for tuning in, and we hope you guys uh, tune in for the next episode. Uh, thank you guys. We love you, and stay safe out there. Peace Bye. out. Peace.